What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome to the Dear Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we are digging into a topic today. That is probably one of the most common questions that I get all about self-sabotage. We have a guest with us today, Heather. She is a leadership coach who helps ambitious, overwhelmed women break free from their fears to courageously and authentically live, work, and parent on their own terms. She's a TEDx speaker, author of Dying to Be a Good Mother, and host of a highly loved podcast, Emotionally Uncomfortable with over six million downloads. Heather started her career as a social worker, helping adults understand children's behavior, but it wasn't until 2013 when a stage four cancer diagnosis pushed her to take a deeper stand for change, uncovering how cultural expectations sabotage our dreams. She has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, Real Simple Magazine, Mind Body Green, Google, and so much more. When Heather isn't working, you will find her living out what she teaches, which may include kayaking, Alaska, snowboarding, hiking, or anything else that challenges what she believes is possible for herself and inviting her children along for the journey. Y'all, this is going to be one you do not want to miss. So let's dig in to our conversation. All right, Heather, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Mike. I'm so excited to be here. It's one of my favorite topics. For real. I was, I was telling them in the intro, like self-sabotage is literally one of the things that I get asked all the time. Why am I doing this? What does this even mean? How do I break this cycle? Like, uh, so this is one thing that I feel like I'm, I don't really ever know what to tell them. Like, I, I know the, the, the thermometer, like we have our identity and we have all of these things that drive the show. And so I try to chat with them about that. But geez, this is an area that I feel like I'm going to learn so much. So I'm just so, so, so pumped to dig into this. Before we do, can you just tell us a little bit more about your story? How did you get into this work? How did you like just everything? Who's Heather? Yeah, I always like to figure out how I can condense this, you know, right long journey. (laughs) How did I become the person I am today? Um, So to back it up a little bit, I have three children. They're currently 17, 12, and nine. They always change the ages and that screws me up when I say this story. So when I became a mother 17 years ago, I was 18 years old, which is very interesting when your child becomes the age that you were. Yeah. Mom. And I just remember looking at my son and thinking, I don't want to become a statistic. Like that was my thing. Instantly the drive inside of me was like, I don't want to fail. Like that innate, like fear of failure really came up. 
Yeah. So what do I do? I do the opposite of shrinking and hiding and avoiding. I show up and I'm afraid and I'm moving and I'm doing the things and I burn out, right? So I'm obsessed with becoming the best version of myself, the best mother. So that was my into personal development. It was first conscious parenting. I went and got a degree. I was like, I'm still going to go to university, but before that's a whole other story of like before I became a mother, I was just like this depressed, angry, miserable teenager. And so this this child became my why, my focus, mm. wanting more. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I go to school, become a social worker, fall in love with mental health, starting to see these behaviors in my child and like anxiety and things like that. And I'm like, what do I do? Where do I go? The pediatrician. Pediatrician is like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. You're to prescribe medication and to make sure that they're physically developmentally okay. But I don't know what to tell you about these behaviors. It's, it's a phase, honey. Suck it up, buttercup. And I was like, suck it up, buttercup. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm doing all these things. Didn't know. So I'm learning and growing and doing as I am mothering. And he cracked me open to really digging into my own shit. Yeah. Fast forward um, in social work, I decide, you know, we all have that ache. Well, not all of us, but some of us have that ache inside of us. Um, I'm like, ooh, I can't be here for 30 years. There's no way I could do this forever. But what aspect of the work do I love? There's a change maker inside of me. And I didn't know that. I didn't know. I knew I was always a rebel. And I would be like, but why? But why? But why? And people would call me bossy, right? That bossy little girl. (laughs) But I didn't know that I wanted to create change. So then I decided to leave. I started teaching meditation to children and adults, like literally $10 a head. And I'm like, how can I, how can I create this? You know, how can I do this full time? Fast forward, I um, decide to leave my job and I officially let go of the safety net. No more corporate job for me. And two months later, I am diagnosed with a stage four cancer. 
And, um, you know, in that moment, I had nine years of personal development under my belt. And it mainly came from me sacrificing my needs to meet my child's needs and to do everything, live and breathe. My existence was for this child. And by the time I was diagnosed, I had three children. My youngest was a year old. And I just remember surrendering when I was diagnosed and going, okay, you finally have my attention. And I was, I was working in my business that I'm doing now. And it was very child's parent focused. And I would hear from the women. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. I'm exhausted. I'm angry. I'm miserable. My marriage is falling apart. Um, my health is deteriorating. I hate my career. And I was like, okay, but you hired me for helping you with your child and your parenting. Let's focus there. That's what Mm -hmm. you hired me for. So fast forward, I was like, I'm done. You need to realize, ladies, that you are part of the equation. And you matter. And how you feel matters. And so post-treatment and in my recovery, I decided, how good can it get? How good can I feel? I had to let go of toxic motherhood culture. I had to let go of toxic womanhood culture. And as I started to do that, I started to see this sabotage that women Mm -hmm. have, women humans have. Um, And it's like you're human. And then so that gets us to today where, you know, the podcast is called Emotionally Uncomfortable. And it's really about... Who do you want to become? How do you want to feel in your life? And reverse engineering that, whether that's parenting, your career, your health, and becoming. I love all of this so much. There's so much that I want to unpack. One of the things that you mentioned was how drawn to becoming a change maker. Like, I feel like that is so powerful. That is so powerful. And I think for women, especially, when we, when we come into the world and when we live our life and we've kind of been conditioned to, okay, you're going to become a mom and that's going to be your end all. Like that's going to be it for you. It's so easy. Like I totally fell into that as well. Like, this is what I'm here for. I was 20 when I had my first baby and I was like here for her. That was it. And it took me being like, wait a sec. There's so much that is missing I love this. This is like everything I wanted. And there's still parts of me that are so unfulfilled right now when I'm like living in this boxed in world of what I'm supposed to do Like these expectations that I feel like I placed on myself. And so I love that you like, you notice that I'm a change maker. Now, how can I go about my life to do that work? That's so powerful moment. I did not identify as a change maker. Like in the moment I had this desire Mm. and I actually like the desire was like, what if I could make money doing this outside of corporate, but there was also a lot of fear around. And I think, you know, that was 10 years ago. A lot has changed, especially with COVID. A lot of people being like, do this, do this, do this. And I see the courage of people taking that action. Yeah. But I actually was like, what's wrong with me? 
Like I kept, I'm like, what's wrong? Why can't I be happy here? You have the pinnacle social work job. What is wrong with you? And the shame and the like, I was trying to put like beat myself into that box. And then when there, I had those moments, cause you know, having three kids and I was like, I was in school, I wasn't employed like all over the place. And I remember those moments when you're by yourself, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be by myself all the time. Like there's something inside of me. And I would ask my friends, I'm like, do you feel this way too? And, and the vulnerability of asking those deep questions, I, I like, oh my God, you're so open. You're so vulnerable. And I'm like, because when I kept it in, I felt like I was dying. Yeah. And I knew that if I kept it in, I was going to die. And I don't mean like get a disease. Like, I don't know if my soul could have been able to stay in the body. And I just, I look at people and I'm like, do you feel this too? And they're like, no, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, oh, I love being, you know, this or that. And I'm like, then what's wrong with me? Yeah. I realized a lot of women just won't give themselves permission to want what they want. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. I love this so much. And I, I feel like I see so much of my story <laughs> in what you're saying. Cause I went through that. I battled that. Why am I feeling tugs outside of what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing? Like, why am I a bad mom? Because I want to do something else on top of motherhood. Am I, oh my gosh, this is so good. And that shame and that, what are people going to think? And what are they going to this? And then you do get some backlash. You will as you start to step authentically into the path that you feel like you want to follow, you will get some people asking questions being like, why are you doing this? Who do you think you are? And that's normal. So I feel like lots of people, they, they step into that and they get courageous and then they get that backlash and they go, Oh, 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 hold on. Rewind. This must be wrong. This must be wrong. I'm going to go back. Yeah. And all people are doing is projecting their shit onto you. And they're either doing it because they're jealous and they won't give themselves permission to do it. So they're like, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Or it's people who truly care about you and they're trying to keep you safe. Yeah. Protect you. That's all they're doing. Because I look at my son who's 17 years old and I'm starting to put myself in that position where he's doing things. And I've said things out loud where he's like, you know, I didn't do that because you made this comment. And I'm like, oh, and I just... I'm like, how many times I'm going to be like, buddy, take everything I say with a grain of salt because it comes out of my mouth and I'm not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You, you instilled self-doubt in me. And I said, no, I triggered the self-doubt that was already inside of you and mm. chose to use me as an excuse as to why you didn't take action. I'm like, because yeah. if it's not me, it's going to be a random stranger or something you hear on a podcast or a video or something like you have to watch and observe how the opinions of others, the statements of others, the energy of their words and how they live their life truly impact your decisions. And this is why, you know, where I'm at right now in my personal and professional life, even talking about food and movement, I can even tell you my, cause I don't identify. This is hilarious. I don't identify as an athlete. I also don't identify as like, I'm definitely not a health coach. I, I'm all about like the emotions and I'll kick your ass emotionally. But the last two years during COVID, I had a food and fitness coach 
And she's like, you know, they call themselves athletes. Like, oh, these athletes. And I go, I have athletic tendencies. And she's like, hysterically. Like, my identity has not yet shifted. But the fear that I had of becoming the version of myself that I deeply desired to be, it was there. I just had to take the action and walk to her. Yeah. was comical to watch and observe. And the opinions of other people. And when I felt insecure about it, I was like, oh. and then now when I hear it, I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. I've been working consistently and it's really not about what I look like. It's about how I feel. Yeah. And I can own that now because I'm on the other side of that vulnerable, messy middle. But dang, when I was there, that's, that's where it's about being emotionally uncomfortable. Yeah. I love that. And it's, I love how like that story with your son, that's like, we all have these stories that we play in our head and then you look for proof outside of you, right? You, he heard the comment from you and he said, Oh, that's it. And you're like, no, 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 no. You have the story playing. That was the proof that you needed to validate it. And then to like, use that as, okay, it is what it is. So I love that. Like the power of our thoughts and the power of just becoming aware that this is going on this internal dialogue. And then we're looking externally for these things to make us feel validated and make us feel like our story is real or whatever, even though it's kind of just that a story we get to choose and we get to change our stories. And I think that's where life starts to really, really take a big shift. So I want to dig in to the self-sabotage stuff. Cause I know that our listeners are like chomping at the bit for this. So what are some common ways that self-sabotage comes up in people's lives? What are some things that we can look for? I mean, I think, you know, we have our, our gender bias of like gender roles and who I need to be, mm -hmm. but it's just time and energy, right? Time, energy, using other people as our excuses. Um, and I'm not talking about cravings, like food cravings or anything like that. But I know for me personally, one is just accepting that it's, it's part of the journey, but your perfection, which is a coping strategy does not like imperfection, mm -hmm. does not like the fact that you're not going to be perfect all the time. So then you just want to give up because you're, you have to face your fears. But sabotage is a form of like humanness. And every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I literally put it on my calendar and then I'll say, oh, I deserve a break. I'm just going to sit here and scroll or, and it's like, what? Like, it do that doesn't even make logical sense, right? So even a, a quick example is I have so much resistance, emotional resistance about working out. And I have a break after this conversation for a few hours until I have to do my next thing. Logically, I would be like, I'm going to the gym. Right before this conversation, I'm actually having an aha moment about my Right before this conversation, I texted my husband and I was like, hey, do you want to go to a coffee shop after and like chat? <laughs> we can go on a day date. And I'm like, are your actions in alignment with how you want to feel? So mm. then I have to go back to my systems and I love giving tips and strategies so I can talk about what I do. Yeah. And going back to that and just being like, come back, come back, come back. So the point is that the reason why I say this is we're all a work in progress, but if you have these tools or systems in place, then those are your anchors and you get to go back to them 
if you're committed to achieving a result, but it, you don't have to die every day and burn out. Like that is not part of the equation. Um, the only reason why you're burning out is because you're typically performing from a insecure place or running mm. your base place. So you're overcompensating and then it's like this feast or famine, all or nothing. That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. So like it, when it comes to, when you say self-sabotage is normal, like it's, it's human, we do it. Why, why is it a part of the like humanness? <laughs> why is it here? I mean, there's a lot of theories as to why, and I'm not like a super science minded, like in this study, in that right. study, but there's a lot, I do follow a lot of people who, who follow, who talk about neuroscience, right? So I would say, you know, answering that question it's typically because we have a different subconscious story or yeah. that we are telling ourselves and that story plays out in our lives. And it's actually funny because I, I'm always curious about why people do what they do and I'm so like intrigued by it. But I've had to train my brain not to focus on the why and to focus on the action instead. Mm. So a long time ago, I kind of made a conscious decision. Do I want to be a part of the problem or do I want to be a part of the solution? And this is a perfect example of how people will say like, the world is so crazy. There's so much going on in the world. And I don't know how you wake up in the morning because like my heart hurts and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, that is never going to end. Yeah. And that has never ended. Like from the day that you were born, there was always war. There were always murders. There were always horrific things happening in the world. You had no awareness to it because you were a child. And then eventually you grew older and you became aware of it. And social media. What that we have now compared to what we had previously is astronomical so when people are like but why do i sabotage why and i'm like because as a child something happened to you and someone said don't do that and so all of a sudden you decided you weren't worthy of receiving good feelings receiving more money receiving fueling yourself working out like i can't tell you the amount of self-sabotage that i had to eat consistently throughout the day. Because when I was making a meal, even if it was for myself and it took five minutes, cause I had the, I like, now I just do it no brainer. I felt so guilty. I felt like I was taking away from my family, even though they had food there. Where did I get that from? I don't know. Like I, it, it's not a mirror image for what my mother used to do or my grandmother used to do. So I know in some part of my life or lineage before me, somebody had a belief or lack of worthiness and it just manifested through my life experience. So I get to choose, do I wanna go down the rabbit hole and be like, but why, but why, but why? Or am I gonna rewire my brain? And I'm like, oh, there you are resistance. There you are self-sabotage. There you are behavior that is not in alignment with my bigger vision. So instead of wasting, not wasting, instead of investing time and energy being like, 
where did this go? Where did this go? I'm going to first invest time and energy into shifting that pattern and then repeating it over and over and over again so that I can get to my bigger vision and, and figure out the why along the way. Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs. What if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you? What if it could be easier? What if it could be more joyful? What if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work? Do you think you could be consistent? I think you could. So many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation. They're relying on getting through it. They're relying on the grind. They're relying on the hustle. And then they get burnt out. They get overwhelmed. They get stuck. They lose the joy. And they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So this is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, we're going to move through that and into alignment, into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy, because I can promise you that is easy to show up for. So get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay. Back to the show. I love it. So you're becoming aware you're like, you're seeing, it's almost like getting outside of yourself and like seeing what's actually going on. Okay. It's here, here, self-sabotage. Here's the choice I could make. Here's the thing I could do. And then you talk about rewiring that. So is that simply like, when you say that, is that simply proactively choosing something else and then building that habit and building a new way? Like, yeah. Or how would you explain that? There's actually a concept that I teach called energetic time management. And it's in my book, Dying to Be a Good Mother. I kind of invent, it's a huge part of my coaching, but I kind of created it post-treatment, post-cancer treatment. Because I'm like, how do I want to feel in my life? Everyone talks about manifesting, law of attraction, like all these good feelings. And you don't know how to integrate that. Mm. Once you know what you want and how you want to feel, then you have to get clear on the practical strategy of it, like the practical everyday things. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to feel energized. Well, maybe I'm not gonna run a marathon today, but maybe I can go for a 10 minute walk if I have so much resistance to actually moving my body. I can go for a 10 minute walk and I can physically put that on my calendar. Like it sounds ridiculous, but you're gonna physically put that on your calendar and you're gonna say, when am I going to do this? And if you're a rebel like me and you put it on your calendar at 9 a.m. and at 9 a.m. you're like, I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> Great. Then you can move it around the day when you want, but it's got to get done before you go to bed. 
I love it. And then you just rinse and repeat and you're literally voting for the person that you want to become. That's what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, the book Atomic Habits. And it's just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And you're kind of changing that mental current for yourself towards the person you want to become. I love it so much. You, you mentioned you like have a framework. Do you want to dig into that a little bit? I feel like that will be powerful for them to really understand. Yes. The framework of ETM. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's not the thing you want. It's the feeling you're after. So Danielle Laporte, um, kind of, that was like what I took away from her. It's not the thing that you want. It's the feeling. And that's, and it's becoming the person you want to become that you want to attract before you're actually, you have evidence of that. Right. So what's the thing that you want? You're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I got a, you know, we moved. Wouldn't it be nice if I traveled? Wouldn't it be nice if I weighed this much? Wouldn't it be nice if, you know, meals were prepped for me? You just write down a list of wouldn't it be nice? And then you start asking yourself, what's the feeling I'm after? Well, I want a bigger house because I want space. I want travel because I want connection. I want, you know, healthy meals made for me because I want to feel clean, strong, good in my body. I want to work out and lift weights because I want to feel strong, like whatever the feeling is. And then you start asking yourself, like, what are practical little steps that I can physically put on my calendar and you chunk them down into, I like to do like 10 minute chunks. But if your brain is still hung up on 10 minutes and that feels like an hour to you, like feels like so much, then you're gonna chunk it down to five minutes. And what you're trying to do is break this mental resistance to like push against that current. And I love once that. you gain this momentum, then you get to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And you're putting these things on your calendar that are kind of like towards your bigger vision, whether it's personal or professional. Um, yeah. And it's been a game changer. You get more time, you get more energy. People are like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like how can I feel like I have more time? I have more energy. I'm like, listen, we've been sold a lie. We've been sold that life needs to be hard. We need to suffer and struggle and this can't be easy. We can do hard things. I'm like, we can do emotionally uncomfortable things. They're not actually hard. Yes. To go for a walk. It's emotionally uncomfortable if it's not a habit for you yet. So, you know, like grief, experiencing a tremendous loss is not hard. It's emotionally uncomfortable. So mm. Sit with that emotion and be like, oh my gosh, I just need to feel deeply. If you can feel your your big, scary, uncomfortable emotions on a deep, deep level, like that grief, that sadness, you can also feel tremendous joy and elation. But if you're living this life of like, I'm just numbing out, yeah. I'm just numbing, then you're not really giving yourself that essence of like what it truly feels like to live. Oh my gosh. I love all of this. <laughs> I love all of this. And I love how you break it down into those 10 minute chunks. Cause oftentimes it's literally just allocating that time, taking that first step. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. That was easy. Okay. But it's, it's that resistance that you feel to new choices and to new habits and to new ways of being that feels like a mountain of a thing to climb until you just 
baby chunk it, like one bite at a time, like just get started, just start. I love how simple that would be to implement. So I hope our listeners heard that loud and clear, like put that in play, take that one, put it in play, practice it. Um, I love what, what takes effort soon becomes effortless. That's how it feels when you're making these life style changes, like who you're literally becoming every single day. It feels hard. It can feel hard because it's like new and it's uncharted and it's, and it's uncomfortable. Like you said, and then it feels easy. And then it's like, how did I ever struggle with this? Like how, how does everyone else struggle with this? This is just a part of who you become. And it's this, that's such a tangible thing that they can take and and just put it in play. So I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what are, what are two ways that self-sabotaging behavior can actually help you create the life you desire? I think this is going to intrigue a lot of people. Yeah. Well, one, once you start to understand the game of your emotions, where your resist, like, so I see self-sabotage as resistance. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's totally how I see it. When I'm getting close to something and you can see it on people's face all the time, but you'll be like, Oh, do you want to do this? And they're like, no, like you can see the defensiveness. Yeah. Watch and observe how defensive you get towards taking action towards something or how many excuses you have or the amount of resistance you have. And when you get the game, you realize, ooh, there's something over there. And when you actually run towards what you're resisting the most first, you have the quickest breakthrough. I love it. When I'm working with like ambitious women who are like, I have a family, I have this, like I got a lot on my plate. I'm like, well, you're already a risk taker. So if you're willing, let's get you results quicker and let's go towards that. They're like, ah, and then they're they're like, oh my gosh, things are happening fast. I'm like, so what you resist will persist and grow bigger. If you run towards it, the clouds are going to part. What you resist will persist and go bigger. I, oh my gosh, that is good. Yeah. Write that one down, you guys. Uh, I've just, I've heard that and I don't know who it comes from because I've heard it multiple times, but it's going to come out sideways. And I, I know you can feel your discomfort around like the pain that you're in the suffering, Mm -hmm. or you can feel the discomfort of growth. So you, you get to choose, um, which kind of pain and discomfort you want to live with. Um, and there were, you said, I was like, you said a a second one and I was like, I don't know. It does not come in, but I just personally, it's kind of comical when I watch now, like I've been doing this for so long and I still have ridiculous amounts of resistance of doing certain things, like even professionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's another one. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I always ask um, people like, what advice would you give a friend? Mm. And they're like, well, I tell them to do this. And I'm like, so is it that you don't know what to do? They're like, you just don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I got my answer. And I'm like, now you have to have the courage to actually take that action. Yeah. I love that so much. And that's such a good one. One of my, I work with a mindset coach for years and we would work one-on-one and anytime I was like, I don't know. He'd be like, well, what did you, what if you had to know? And I'm like, mm, freak, <laughs> like, I, I don't have a way out. And then you do, you figure it out. Like you always know. And so it's like, we put up our own walls when we're just like, eh, nope, not wanting to do that. So I'm just going to play the, I don't know card. I don't know what to do, but what have you had to know? 
You always do. I love that. And I love the, the, I literally can see it that when you say, when you feel the resistance, that's where the majority of people run. That's where they like retreat and the people who grow and that you probably see thriving in life do just that. They feel the resistance and they go, okay, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to go through this. And that's where breakthroughs happen. Like you said, that's where you get to expand. That's where you get to go next level. But why are people not willing to do that? I don't think people actually want change. Mm. People are want comfort. So when people say, I want freedom, I like you hear it every day, right? Like I want, I want freedom. I want abundance. I want joy. I call bullshit on that. I actually think you want comfort and safety. Mm. And freedom is often comfort and safety. It's just on the other side of being emotionally uncomfortable. Um, But I see this all the time because someone's like, I want to hit, you know, I work with women who are typically professionals and some of them live in or work in corporate and they're really working on that mindset stuff or that inner work and relationships. And then I have women in business who can't hit their revenue goals. And I'm like, they're both the same. It's a Mm -hmm. receiving muscle. So you can say you want to get your business to seven figures, but who do you need to become in order to attract that, to be that? Do you think a seven-figure business owner says, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, and avoids it? Or do you think they're like, ooh, I'm telling myself I don't know what to do, but I'm going to sit with this today and I'm going to tell myself what advice would I give a friend and I'm going to journal it out. And then I'm going to go to my team and I'm going to be like, okay, this is where I'm at. I have a lot of resistance around this. Can you help me? Can we chunk this down? Hold me accountable to it. Like who do you need to become in order to attract that? And I can tell you this. Oh, this is a fun one. People come into my coaching programs and they're, they're high ticket. Like they're not cheap. And I qualify people when they come in and you know, they'll get halfway through and someone's like, Oh, this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, actually it is working. You're so emotionally uncomfortable. You think nothing is showing up, but you're doing the work. You show up to the calls, you ask questions, you do this. And then you'll get that other person that, you know, has so much resistance to like, joining or, you know, they're like, Oh, I I just don't have time for the calls. And I'm like, I just want you to know you are not going to be successful in this process. And they're like, what, what do you mean? I said, it's not time. It's not all of these things. It's not because your kids are home for the summer. It's because you have not yet taken radically responsible, like become radically responsible for how you want to feel. And you were still acting like the victim of your life. That's mm. something else outside of you. We can ask, there's a difference between being a victim and being like, I need to do it all myself versus being like, I need to learn to ask for help and to figure this shit out. Your children, it was, I had to do so much inner work. Like, and when I got there, like it actually makes me want to cry. When I got to the moment, it was like a, a moment where I'm like, I've been using my children as the excuse of why I can't be successful for years because everybody outside of me has been doing the exact same thing 
And it was like, it was ripped off my eyes and I could, I was like, oh my God, as a child, as a child, I would never want to feel the pressure that my parents' happiness was my responsibility. And I just realized as women, how we play martyr and we blame our children for their age, their behavior, their whatever on why we can't feel good or go after our dreams. And the second I realized that I was like, I have to take responsibility. My children are not here to please me and I'm not here to please them we're here to grow as humans together so it it's about taking responsibility and and when you come to accept that your whole life will change that's so powerful I think so oftentimes it's it's easy to play the blame game because it takes the pressure and it takes the ownership out of it oh it's it's my kids are hard right now. Oh, my job is busy. Oh, I'm going through a trial. So that's, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. And as soon coach is not going to save you either. Totally. Totally. Coach is here to educate you, to guide you, to hold you accountable. But it's fascinating because I'm, I would identify as a recovering rescuer. So someone who loves to help and rescue people. And I was like, Oh my God, I see your potential. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Mm. Let's go. And then I realized, oh, you don't see your potential, nor are you even willing to see it. It doesn't matter how much you pay me. If you don't want this, I can't want this more than you. Amen. <laughs> we have we have a lot of coaches that are listening who work with clients who I think lots of times you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So let's maybe give them some tangible advice in this arena. What do you do when you are up against that as a coach yourself and you see their potential, you believe in them, you know what they're capable of, and they're not seeing it? Yeah. What do you do? So there's actually a really, uh, I mean, it's qualifiers, not everybody's going to be your ideal client, but there's something that I started doing and no one really taught me this. I just started noticing it. Um, and it could be my background, but it's the psychological factors of your ideal client. And so I make everybody even, um, go through an application process, even for my challenges, like, we started doing small challenges and charging a few hundred dollars instead of like, I don't want to attract freebie seekers. So I actually made everyone qualify to get the privilege of getting my time and energy for $200 in a group setting. And then if they decide they want to go to the next level, they can. And you have to understand is going to your ideal client, like your favorite person and going, what was it about this person? that made them say yes to themselves, like knowing their why, knowing like a psychological factor. And when I'm talking to people, I'm like, what, why do you take action? They're like, oh man, like I don't want to become my mother. Great. Mm. So a psychological motivator is that awesome. I, you know, I look at my kids and I just want to give them the best or my grandfather did this, like just understanding the psychological factors. So for me, I noticed that my clients are typically working moms and the ones that are the business owners that need to make money, they're the breadwinners. They're the sole income earners, something about them where they're like, I don't have the option not to, to not to lose. Yeah. Fear, like failure is not an option for me. I, I, this is not a luxury for me. This is not a like side hustle. This is like, I have to be all in. I don't get the option to be all out. And that's how I felt when I was backed into a corner with my health. You should have seen the money all of a sudden I was investing that I didn't have. Yeah. Swipe that damn credit card natural path, functional medicine, uh, strength coaches, nutrition. Did I have the money? No. Did I work my ass off and actually utilize the resources that I was invested in? Yes. My motivator was I did not want to die. I did not want disease. So I had to move away from that. And I had way less money then than I do now. And so you got to find, it's like finding really understand and calling in those people and knowing the psychological factors of what's going to tick and what's not going to tick. Um, and calling it out. Like when you get courageous with your clients and you're like, listen, like, yes, get in the door. Let's go and be like, I've been watching you the last month. Do you want to, do you want success or not? Because this is what I'm observing. And like just calling it out. And I've had so many good mentors and coaches um, that have said that to me. And it's a it's a gut punch. And I will say that they were the most impactful in my transformation in my life. And I am so grateful that they had the courage to be bold because it came from such a loving place. I love that. And I think that's the kicker right there is when you're coaching someone, mentoring them, you don't get to do the work for them but you can see things that they're doing that they've 
might not be aware of themselves. So understanding and breathing that belief in them without feeling the pressure and putting the weight on your shoulders, that it's up to you for them to change. You've got to detach that, that situation and just be there too, from that loving place. Say, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I see. This is what I know you shared with me that you want and your actions aren't in alignment with that right now. So how can we course correct? And I love that so much. That's such a powerful thing. Cause that's what I see a lot is these coaches that have hearts of gold to make a difference who see the potential. And then they let their worth and their sense of like fulfillment in what they're doing be carried by the results of their clients who maybe aren't in a place where they're willing to do the work yet. And it's like, you can't, you can't carry that weight of I'm a good coach. If they do the work, I'm a bad coach. If they don't, all we can do is, you know, and we can all transform at our own pace. Yeah. So, and the interesting correlation is when you're doing that in your business. And of course, you know, I can always look in hindsight of how I was doing that. So I'm going to call that over nurturing. Mm, Yeah. That is a female issue. Like (laughs) you're over nurturing. I guarantee you, you're doing that in your personal life as well. And, you know, this is driven by like, I need money. I need money. I need to please. I need to, I totally get that. But you're doing that in some capacity in your personal life. It's creating a disconnect in your relationships and you're burning out. So a lot of it is when you actually know that how to discern, and of course there's a healing behind that and there's also strategy behind that. But when you have that discernment of like, how am I gonna lead? You have those boundaries and expectation and you're actually holding your client to a higher standard. And one, you can charge more for that. And two, you're like, it's less time. You're like, listen, we're going to talk. I'm just making this up randomly. It's also a (laughs) container space you hold, but you're like, we're going to talk once a month. This is what I do. If I have a one-on-one client, I don't do many, but if I do, okay, here's the list that we've created. You don't get to talk to me again until this whole list is done. You send me a message, you get on my calendar. If the list is not done, we're never doing this again. So if you just paid me all this money and we had one conversation, that's on you. Agreement? Yes. Cool. Awesome. I'm like, cause I'm going to hold you to this. Yeah. I will not waste my time and energy with an ask hole with somebody who I need to repeat again and again and again to. I'll do it once. The second time I'm like, you're not ready or you got to like show up and face your shit. Yeah. That's such good advice too. Oh my gosh. That's such good advice. I hope all of my coaches just heard that. (laughs) No, I have, I have, it takes time. I have a team full of the biggest heart, like women with the biggest hearts and they're just giving and giving and giving. And I want everything for my clients and they're not doing this. And then they are feeling that burnout exhaustion. Like I'm doing so much and not getting anything in return. And it's like, no crap, you're feeling burnt out. So I love that. Set those boundaries, set that expectation, let like empower them to become leaders in their own lives. Your clients should not have to rely on you forever. You don't want that. You want them to be empowered, educated, like independent. Yes. You want them to be independent human beings. So you're equipping them. You're loving on them. You're believing in them and you should want them to want to fly and soar and be able to. So just Oh, I love that so much. Okay. We got to wrap this up. I want to end with this. What 
And maybe you already talked about this. What is one big thing to focus on in order to create real and lasting change? So the first thing that comes to me is consistency, which is not sexy. (laughs) It is (laughs) like, you got to have rewards for yourself for being consistent. It is boring AF. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Like, you know, 80% adherence, 70%, whatever. Um, for me personally, I'm always asking myself just because I do help people like not just do the work and achieve the results, but like feel alive at the end. And I, a lot of people are very, they're like, oh my gosh, that just changed my life is asking yourself, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? And if you keep asking yourself, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? And you keep course correcting throughout the day, that will change everything for you is consistently ask yourself that and, and just align your life, your actions with that. And it will take time, but you will be a different person. It's mind blowing to me. I love it so much. Consistency is super unsexy and it's freaking magic. It's magic. Yeah, but you can't, I don't want to say you can't sell that, but it's very funny to watch the <laughs> industry of like, especially online. Like I love COVID has very humbled people a lot, which is great. And they're like, you want to know the secrets? Consistency. I'm like, okay. Like, it's just, <laughs> that's not sexy at all. Three simple secrets to becoming blah, blah, blah. And you're like, one of them is consistency. You're like, really? Well, I don't know that. So true. It's so true. And I'm all about like, I have, I have a course um, specifically for network marketers and it's all about alignment. It's all about absolute alignment in your belief system, in your vision, in your processes, in your um, mentorship, in your life, like in all aspects of your life. I feel like that's the most powerful thing and such a missed, like people are missing the boat. They're like going all in on one area of their life. And then their whole other area of their life is completely a wall. And it's like, no crap, you're going to burn out and lose the fire and whatever. But when you can find that sweet spot, and I love how you explain just that consistent every day, every freaking day. How do I want to feel? Yeah. Not how do I want to feel? You know, it's yep. vacation and you're like, oh, I giving myself a break. Like, why do you need a break? If you need a break from something, it's probably because you're giving 110% and you're burning out. Totally. Like, I need to eat anyways. So why am I giving myself a break? I used to do this when I'm like, I deserve that meal. I deserve this. And I'm like, how's that going to make you feel? It's going to make me feel like shit. So then I started saying, I deserve to feel like shit. And then I'm like, oh, wow. Like that was an aha moment. I deserve not to have the results. Like if I'm not consistent, if I want to, sure, you're on vacation. You want to pull back a little bit. Awesome. But like tap into some energy. Don't just cut it off. Yeah. 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 I love it. That's such an easy, I deserve to feel like whatever this is going to make me feel like, oh, crap. (laughs) That's a broke. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve to feel like a shitty parent because I just keep yelling at my kids and it's like, I deserve to feel like shit. And you're like, Ooh, wow. That's really what I think I deserve to feel. And then mm. there you go. That's why you sabotage. That's all we needed was the last Bam. of this podcast. <laughs> that's it folks right there. So one simple thing that you get to tell yourself, I deserve to feel like whatever, and then make the choice. Yep. Perfect. You can put that in play right now. 
<laughs> I love it. Heather, where can they find you? Where can they find connect with you? Where can they find more about your coaching? All the things. Yeah. So I'm very active on the podcast. It's called Emotionally Uncomfortable. Um, the book Dying to Be a Good Mother. There's a TEDx talk on as well. So you could just Google it. Um, but it's anywhere books are sold online. And I actually do have like my, the actual framework that I was talking about. So if they go to heatherchauvin.com forward slash energy, it shows them how I set up my calendar and the step-by-step. Um, and I give them, you know, some tips on like how to hold those boundaries and all of that. Love it. Love it. So good. I hope every woman in the whole wide world listens to this, <laughs> puts these things in play. Cause I can promise every single one of us has dealt with these self-sabotaging behaviors and thoughts and all of the things. And we get to choose a different path. We get to become aware and choose differently and rewire that and become the next level. So I just love how simple you make everything. Like it's so doable for anyone listening. So this is one you guys might want to listen to one more time and then put these things into practice because transformation is not just from knowledge. It's not from just understanding it, but it's from application of these things. So this is one that will really help you transform. So Heather, thanks again. We loved having you on and you guys will be back in another week. See ya. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.